Doc. I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel. Take a fly. Send me tracing out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. We are officially scraping the bottom of the barrel as far as news and fantasy goes right now. <laughs> We're going to try and power through it, and uh, we got a few things to talk about. It'll be fine, but it does feel like there is absolutely nothing going on. How about you? Is anything going on with you, Tom? Uh everyday life it's going on with me i mean nothing's changed for me in quarantine land so That's true i mean i'm still at home but i still gotta go to work you are I'm an essential. essential worker yeah yeah but uh what's keeping me afloat is the nfl <laughs> because nothing's delayed yet so that's still on the same path that we are used to for now for now hopefully hopefully we can say that we don't have to miss anything but yeah that's the only thing keeping me afloat because I'm missing the Brewers right now. Yes. I really wish the MLB was here, but it's not, and I understand why not. But it just sucks. I mean, I know a lot of people are watching. And this is completely off the top. That's off the all right. Topic. We got nothing. A lot of time. people are watching the uh, the NASCAR simulated races and whatnot, and that's cool, but it's like I don't, I don't know. I'm not into NASCAR to begin with, so why would right. I want to watch a simulated race? But it's like that's the only thing on. <laughs> yeah i don't know it's 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 tough right now i mean there's not much new period oh some movies are coming out quicker than normal uh, so we can enjoy them while we're stuck at home <laughs> right yeah but uh, other than that we are hoping that the apparently virtual nfl draft is what's going to take place because we're not going to get it in right. las vegas which that's a big bummer for the Raiders in general in Las Vegas because it was probably going to be quite a party for NFL fans in Las Vegas oh. this year. But no, we're not going to do that. We're going to do it just like everything else you see. If you have news programs or you know sites that you go to that have anchors, they are doing them virtually just like we've been doing. We're ahead of the curve. We've already <laughs> been doing these things remotely during the winter months because it's cold in your basement, and I'm not going to do that during it's the winter cold. months. <laughs> I'm freezing. I got my blanket. You do have a blanket, uh, <laughs> and it's not green. I'm very disappointed that you oh, don't have a green blanket. It's just warm. It's That's warm, all. I guess, yep. as long as it works. As yep. it works. But anyway, we do have football news to talk about. So <laughs> <laughs> let's get into a little bit of that. Um, one of the first things, since we're talking about being in the quarantine and being shut in, there are some good things happening out there. NFL, NBA, MLB guys, they're donating, they're raising money for different things. And one of our favorite guys, Christian McCaffrey, he's right out there. He's yeah. doing the same thing. Uh, he's launching a new initiative called 22 and you 22 being his Jersey number to support mm -hmm. our frontline healthcare heroes in the Carolinas. So you can go to Christian McCaffrey 22.org and see what you can do to help out. If you live in the Carolinas and you're listening, awesome. Uh, I'm sure you've probably already heard of this, but anybody else that just has, you know, some extra that they want to give, maybe that's yep. one you'd like to give to. 
But we love Christian McCaffrey, and we love that he's doing this. So uh, that speaks very highly of him. Um, yes. I, I guess there's not much more to say really about that. Christian McCaffrey's awesome, and he's going to keep continuing to be awesome in our eyes because he seems to be a, a pretty stand-up guy. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of people doing these types of things right now. And I mean, obviously anything that will help in any function, it doesn't matter which organization you give to, as long as you give something, you know, it doesn't have to be much. It doesn't have to be a little, and you can give as much as you want. You, if you can't afford it, don't do it. I'm not telling you to do it, but I'm just saying it really does help a lot of people in a lot of ways, especially during these times that we have right now. But I mean, Chris McCaffrey, excellent football player. Sounds like he's an excellent guy. I've never seen any bad news on him. I mean, he hasn't been in the league too long. <laughs> no, but his so, dad has. So if we right, yeah, yeah. would have heard anything, we would have heard it by now because, you know, both uh, Ed McCaffrey and his son Christian, they seem like pretty yeah. stand-up dudes. Uh, there's also a couple of stand-up dudes I'll mention here, but we'll mention again in the Jets podcast, the Back Row Jets show, coming up after this. Both so, uh, Jets superfan Fireman Ed and GM Joe mm. Douglas are helping. Uh, Fireman Ed uh, praised the Patriots for their coronavirus face mask delivery. So, yeah, it's not often that you see any kind of a Jets fan praise anything that the <laughs> Patriots do. But here we go. We're it's all like, coming together. This is the only thing that can bring Jets and Patriots fans together. Now that That is the truth. I mean, when crisis is happening in our nation and across the world, frankly, a lot of us, it doesn't matter who you are, who you root for, you get together and you can become one. I mean, there's still going to be, you know, conflict between how we do it and this and that and whatever, but flat out, we all come together. We make a difference in this world, regardless of who you are. So I think that's the best trait that we can have right now. Definitely. And then as far as Jets GM Joe Douglas goes, who was a former Eagle, so we both love some Joe Douglas right now. He seems to be doing things, advancing the team in the right ways. We'll see how (laughs) it works. Um, But every time so far that Joe Douglas has taken out food, gotten takeout, he has tipped $100 to whoever it was that he was dropping off, picking up, whatever it was. It, and it helps. You have no idea mm-hmm. how much $100 can help a working person right now in this time. It, so that's awesome. I don't know how often he gets takeout, but uh, <laughs> it can't be too often. And then, like, wait, how much have I spent on takeout? Like, oh, $3,000 <laughs> in the last month? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, he still can afford that. But that's a lot of money when it goes to right. takeout. But it's awesome to hear that uh, guys are doing that. So, yep. All right. Um, let's let's stay in the uh, AFC East. Why not? Uh, there's a picture above me, if you're watching on Twitch, of one Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, which is going to be quite possibly a nightmare mm. for defenses mm. in the AFC East. Yeah. Josh Allen has spoken on the acquisition of Stephon Diggs. Quote, he's one of the best route runners in the league. To have a weapon like that, it makes me super happy. Yeah. There's that's no a great doubt. Quote. It makes me super happy. I mean, that's a beer. I mean, what else can you say? It just makes you. When you know something's going to work out, you don't need to. You don't need to have this long explanation or anything. You just got to say what's real, what's in your heart, and that makes me super happy. That's just that's natural 
That's perfect. You don't have to make it anything else up. I mean, I'll say this, and I'm pretty sure it's as accurate because I saw it. But uh, we got Josh Allen, and we've got Kyle Allen, and we got Sam Darnold all quarantined together. So I don't right. know how that works <laughs> out. But I mean, do you give your secrets away? Like, how's this? Yeah, I'm it, not sure. Maybe they're having a Madden tournament in that <laughs> house. They can televise that on Twitch or something. I'll have to look at uh, right. Darnold's. Darnold's sitting. Hey, we got we got Perryman, and he's like, "Oh, we got we got uh, Diggs." Shut up. Oh. <laughs> mm. uh, anyway, uh, we'll see what happens with Perryman. But so yeah, we hadn't talked a lot about it. The Stephon Diggs acquisition that yeah. leaves two guys that were the number one and two last year, John Brown and Cole Beasley, uh, as the numbers two and three now instead yeah. of one and two, which yep. that could play very well into John Brown's hand. He was a sneaky guy last year, as Network has pointed out in our uh, chat over here. Yes, I was watching. Um, I've always loved John Brown, and last year he did amazing. So with the addition of Stephon Diggs, he's probably going to slip later into drafts, and it could be another super sneaky draft. Yeah, I think it actually helps all three of their values go up. Um, maybe not Diggs is so much, but I think that Diggs will have a better year than last year. I, there's no question. I didn't yes. like his year last year. Um, and it comes to uh, the other two guys, I think it's really it, – how would it not help them? I, I think if you got the slot receiver sitting in there, boom, and he's going to be open more often than not because he's he's got Diggs on the other side and he's got uh, – no, I can't think of his name. John Brown. Uh, John Brown on the other side. And so there's no question to me that I think it's going to open both of the other two guys up. And I think Diggs will have a good year as well. So honestly, this Bills team looks a lot better overall than last year. And they were 10 and six last year. They were a playoff so, team last year. It, exactly. So I can't imagine they do much worse if that happened. I, I don't think they're going to be worse. I think they may win the division this year. So We'll see what happens. Now, I can't say this in the upcoming Jets show, but I am a closeted Bills fan right now because of Josh <laughs> Allen, and I really don't see any of the other teams in that division fighting for it this year. This year. Next year will be a whole different story. Yeah. The Dolphins, with all their draft picks and all their free agent acquisitions, and the Jets with all their free agent acquisitions and them going into the draft, it's, it's going to be a very interesting division for a few years to come unless somehow, some way, oh, that's right, I have Patriots news. <laughs> <laughs> and the Patriots news I have. According to Sportrack, the Patriots have $2.8 million. 2.8, not 28, not 38, not yeah. $2.8 million going to the quarterback position in 2020. Unbelievable. That is the second lowest in the league. Do you know who the first lowest is? Uh, wow. Uh, I'm going to guess. Uh, man. I'll, I'll give you a hint. The quarterback that they started with last year is no longer there. Oh, uh, Chargers. No. No. The Jaguars. Oh, okay. That makes sense. You know, sense. their fifth-round pick or sixth-round pick in Gardner Minshew is their number mm -hmm. one and a bunch of whatever's backing him up. Yeah, $2.8 million is second, and that is the Patriots. So 
Jared Stidham right now going forward is apparently <laughs> their guy. I don't get it. Uh, Ryan Hoyer no. is their backup. They actually let uh, Cody Kessler go, I believe. So right now they only have two quarterbacks on the roster. Boy, I don't man. believe anybody like Cam Newton or Jameis Winston would end up there. They just don't I just seem don't like understand would... why. Why wouldn't you just go hard after Cam Newton? He's not terrible. He is not a terrible quarterback. He's not great, but at this point, what else are you going to get in the draft where you can be assured that you get somebody like as good as Cam is? I don't know. You just got to do that. Get get Cam Newton on your team, and then draft a quarterback if you're going to draft a quarterback. If they don't draft a quarterback, so be it. You have Cam Newton. Right. I don't know that the. The teams that don't have quarterback right now, from, I, what, what are you doing? From you, what you I have read, everybody thinks that the personalities of Bill Belichick and Cam Newton would not go well together. Just from what I'm reading, I don't know if that's the case or not. You would think both of them being professionals, they would learn how to coexist and feed off of each other, but you never know in I'm, this day and age. I'm sorry. You said both of you being professional. I, I am going to give Belichick a little bit of a, uh, not a pass, but a, just some praise. I've, I've seen professionalism out of him all the time, yes. whether or not it's cheating or whatever it is. He's professional. I haven't seen professionalism at all, really out of Cam Newton. So that to me is the difference that I think that would, not, I, I can understand why they're saying it. I can. You mean you wouldn't? Don't, you can't see Bill Belichick and Cam Newton walking next to each other up onto a stage to do a press conference. Bill Belichick in his sweats and Cam Newton in his flashy, whatever <laughs> yeah. sunglasses and hats and suits and whatnot. You can't see them walking up together like that. Uh, I don't really care how they walk <laughs> up together. I mean, I just want to know. Belichick's just going to say one word answers. Yeah, and and Cam Newton's going to be like, yeah, I didn't like this, and I didn't like that, and I threw my helmet to the side, and I started crying about it. I, that's the I don't know, I don't I don't want to say all that about him. He's not that bad, but I've seen that more often than not of him than I have out of other players. So that's where I think the uh, the the button heads kind of thing might come into play with them too, and I kind of agree with it. Yeah, a um, couple other little parts. Uh, apparently, the Patriots released Steven Gostowski. I don't know if we ever mentioned that. Yeah. Might have done it a couple weeks ago. I don't know, but since we're on the subject. And one last thing, a great stat. I shared this with you the other day, but we haven't talked about it on the show yet. Assuming Tom Brady plays the rest of his career for Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. The Buccaneers would have to lose 1,564 straight games before his career win percentage drops below the Buccaneers franchise win percentage. (laughs) (laughs) That is horrible. That's not good. Unbelievable. Wow. Not good at all. And (laughs) let's keep going with not good. Uh, I got a couple of quarterbacks here that were not good. Never, ever, for any reason. One of them made a lot of money. One of them mm-hmm. kind of snuffed out early. They're fourth cousins once removed. So they're keeping being terrible quarterbacks in the family, per se. Now, the one quarterback that kind of snuffed out early, Ryan Leaf, 
We've all heard about him. <laughs> yeah. He had a terrible mm-hmm. career. He had an addiction problem. He's turned it around. He's actually a valuable member of society again. He's doing some <laughs> things to keep him on the straight and narrow. Who do you think his cousin, fourth cousin, once Jeez. removed is a quarterback that was not good, that made a lot of money? Jeez, a lot of a money. A lot of money. Like uh. $130 million in his career. And wow. he was terrible. I don't believe he ever even played in a playoff game. Well, maybe he played in one. Uh, mm. <laughs> I'm trying to think. He played on three different teams is all, I think. Uh, you're going to have to tell me. I have no idea. Sam Bradford. Oh, mm. that makes sense. I think he made the playoffs, didn't he? Uh, it seems like he might have. There was, there was one year I thought he was halfway decent. But, yeah, he's made a ton of money. A ton of money. Wow. He had two major contracts. I mean, his rookie con- he was one of the last quarterbacks to be drafted number one overall before they had the cap mm-hmm. on the rookie scale. So he made a bunch of money as the number one overall pick, and then his first real contract after that was another – like seventy million dollars or something stupid, and it's that's just, because they had a successful year the year before. I'm pretty sure that's that's might be one of the years that they made the playoffs. Yeah, he, I don't remember. He showed up know. right before he got paid, and right, uh, exactly. that was pretty much it. Um, let's go to <laughs> another another um, guy we kind of poke fun at on this show from time to time. <laughs> and uh we'll talk it, it kind of we're just kind of sliding through there's always a connection here we've gone you know uh afc east to you know tom brady who used to be afc east to terrible quarterbacks and now we're talking about a guy who used to coach one of those quarterbacks and now he's coaching one of our least favorite wide receivers in the league and when asked about sammy Watkins. Andy mm. Reid said, I try to stay as far away from that stuff as possible about the contract of Sammy Watkins. Mm-hmm. You saw how well that went for me in Philadelphia. So, <laughs> yeah. And then, not, oh, let's see, when was that? That was four days ago when that story was reported. And the next uh, was just a day after that. The Chiefs have agreed with Sammy Watkins <laughs> on a new one-year deal that will pay him a base of $9 million dollars. Uh, for 2020 with an incentive package that can reach $16 million. So he's got to perform to get that hefty wide receiver contract, which makes sense. We've seen him do it from time to time, but not over a whole season. So if he wants that extra $7 million, he's got to keep doing it, not just game one and then screw every fantasy owner that drafted him that year. And to me, and I, this may be a hot take to a certain degree, but I don't think he's worth the nine million, whatever it is that I was you said. For that. I don't think he's worth that much. But if he plays the way he should, they should have an incentive to get that sixteen. Right? Yeah, sure. But I think he's worth more like five. He's a five million dollar wide receiver. I mean, think about it. How many games did he play last year? He played most of the games, but he did not perform in most of the games. That's right. So he played what two games? <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying. So you just paid him. Let's say let's say we're giving the nine million dollars. Let's just make it easy. Ten million dollars. So he played two games. You gave him five million dollars for two games. Mm. 
I mean, that's that's insane. That's why he's not worth the $10 million. He's a $5 million player, and if he performs, he can be a $16 million player. So True. that's how I would have done it with him, but there's no way they he would have signed something like that. But to me, I'd rather have Rashad Perryman. So I'm glad the Jets got him and not Sammy Watkins. Yes, I was just going to ask you, would you rather have had Sammy Watkins knowing he could stay healthy and perform? Yeah, no, that's a different story. Yeah, exactly. If he's going to stay healthy and perform, I'd rather have Sammy Watkins than Perryman because I don't really know what's going to happen with him because he's only played five great games. Everything else that Perryman's done has been terrible. Sammy Watkins has gotten at least six great games. Yes, so at least. I, I can <laughs> I can at least <laughs> I can at least go with that part of him. All right. Um I've got a new thing here. NFL offensive rookies of the month. Let's just kind of talk about who the rookies of the month were last year. Uh in September it was Gardner Minshew. He had that great right. start and he had a couple of comebacks. It was looking awesome. In October, Josh Jacobs got rolling. And that carried also over into November. So Josh Jacobs got October yep. and November. And in December, the Titans went on a roll and A.J. Brown got rookie of the month there. Mm. Who got rookie of the year? Kyler Duh. Murray. Um, He didn't get rookie of the month once, but he ended up with rookie of the year. It's right. a little weird how that plays out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... You just, you just kind of, it's a collective thing for the whole year. I, I don't, I don't disagree with him being the rookie of the year, but I don't know. We'll see what happens this next year to see if he was worth it. Because if he can't perform now, oh, this will be, we're leading this will into be that. Crazy. We're leading into that. We've talked about <laughs> this with the trade for DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald right. coming back for at least one more year. They've still got Andy Isabella, Hakeem Butler, Christian Kirk, and uh, Kenyon Drake, if he plays to his potential, right. they have got one heck of an offense. Well, we've been talking about that. And now somebody else, a former Philadelphia Eagle, Jordan Hicks, thinks the Cardinals mm. are in an eerily similar situation to the pre-Super Bowl Eagles. Quote from Jordan Hicks, the year before I won the Super Bowl in Philadelphia, we had a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback in Carson and Doug Peterson. That's what happened this last season with the Arizona Cardinals. So here we go. He sounds like me. Yeah. Like I'm always trying to figure out, well, this was this guy. <laughs> this team had the, the letter J. This team had the letter yeah, L. And it it that's just makes sense that it would coincide. <laughs> you were like, oh, well, every 50 years, the Super Bowl is going to be a repeat of some kind. And if this person had the letter in their name and this person, that team had this. And, oh, and they had a the and a new and a, yeah, yeah. It, you were able to work it out like one year. And then it all yeah, went to, it kind of blew up in my face after that. Yeah, yeah. You got to talk about her for a year. Like, well, if this is the case, then next year it's going to be the New York Jets in the Super Bowl. And I have proof and no you didn't. <laughs> it didn't work out it did not that's work unfortunate because it would have been a great story i could have kept going with it uh well let's go with one last little bit of news before uh you and i do a little recap of what we talked about last week since you were unable to join us yeah that's fine. um one more little news article dante fowler he's a pretty decent defensive mm -hmm. player wouldn't you say yeah well his goal this year is to break Michael Strahan's single-season sack record. 
20, for it, man. 22 and a half sacks. I mean, that's a great goal to have as a defensive lineman. You yeah. want to be the guy known for having the sack record. Well, since getting drafted in 2015, so, you know, five years ago, five <laughs> seasons worth, he has a total of 27 and a half career sacks. Right. So he's trying to basically have five years of his career, career. and in yeah. one season this coming year. I mean, hey, it's great to have a goal, but sometimes it needs to be a little more realistic than that. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't have any problems with a goal like that. I think that when you look at, well, I don't know if he holds Strahan as like a hero or anything like that, but you look at the people that have done things in the past, you always got to shoot for the best. You want to be the best. Whether or not you become the best is sometimes it's not up to you. And you just got to do the best you can to get there. And I I have no problems with him saying I want to get it. Now, maybe he won't get it because, you know, Brett Favre will half fall down <laughs> like Strahan yeah, got we his. we don't want to talk about but... that. <laughs> Wisconsin was like, what are you doing? You did that on purpose, Brett. Yeah, and he, uh. Brett Favre come up smiling. It's mm-hmm. like, come on, we know what happened there. Yep, we do. All right, well, last week we talked about what would happen if, the NFL season was shortened and what could happen Oof. to fantasy seasons. If the NFL season was shortened, how will the players react, respond? And we didn't really get uh, Tom's take because he was unable to show. And thank you to the network. He joined yes. me last week was a great co-host last week. So again, uh, appreciate you for being there for us. Uh, but what do you have to say about this Tom? Well, I mean, you guys covered a lot of the things that I was probably going to say anyway, but when it comes to the actual NFL, I'd like to see how some of these older players adjust. Obviously, I want to see how like people like Tom Brady is on a brand new team. How is this going to work if the season is, is delayed? How is uh, these rookies, you know, <laughs> how are they going to get, acquired is not the word, but how are they going to adjust for the NFL season? How are they going to be good for these guys? Maybe they're better. Maybe they're not bad because they don't have time. Maybe they're better because now it's a shorter season. They can actually get out there and study the playbook more because they have more time. They can sit down and see it. I don't know. It's all things that we basically are going to have to see. But when it comes to fantasy, this is where it's going to get real real iffy like if the season is delayed there's a lot of questions that we got to fulfill how are fan how does how does the playoffs work i mean all of a sudden we go from this amount of games to this amount of games like it's if it's only a half the season you only got eight games will they even play it like what's the, i don't know but if the season's canceled do you give the money back to people in dynasty lands that already have their money put into the league. Like how does all this all going to work? And I I think if if you're in a league that has been going for a while, like our flag league has been going for five years now, um, you would think everybody would be like, all right, we'll just keep my money for next year and we'll go about our business. But there's going to be a lot of single season uh, leagues that I, I, can I have my money back because I, I, I'm not going to stick around for, 11 other people that I barely know right. and 
that's going to be sticky. I mean, it's easy if you use a site like League Safe. You can request your money back. It's not a big deal. But if you're playing with random people that you see on Facebook, not everybody's 100% yep. random. That's where I met the network. Uh, he does his <laughs> Amazon Twitch Prime leagues, and that was a, a great thing uh, to meet him through. But some of those guys, they use PayPal. Once you've sent your money to PayPal, it's kind of a lot of work to try and get that back. So you're going to want to be sure about the leagues you start this year. I mean, I talked about it with them last week. I've been seeing posts and some interesting leagues and setups, and I'm like, ooh, I kind of want to play in that, but I don't want to start like, a uh... brand new dynasty <laughs> league on a year that I don't even know if it's going to start on time or have right. the next so many you know uh, games off. I, it's it, There's too many variables right now that we don't know even though everything so far is on schedule like we said there's going to be a virtual draft and we're going to keep moving forward we still just don't know we got to get through the whole coronavirus situation and we got to know that it's on the downswing before we can start letting teams back into their buildings and start letting uh, these undrafted rookies after the draft is done, those guys need to have workouts and interviews and everything else. And doing all that virtually, at least we have the option. I mean, if this were yeah. 20-ish years ago when the Internet was a new thing, it would just be a phone call. That is the yeah. best you could have. You couldn't see yeah. somebody's reaction in their face. You couldn't kind of look them in the eye and see their body language and their posture. Well, I think- and I think if it came down to that 20 years ago, we probably wouldn't just do phone calls. I'm guessing they would probably say we need to postpone Yeah, because there's just, there's certain things you have to see in how somebody reacts to a question or, you know, things like that. But, uh, another, another thing for fantasy land, at least in the flag league, if you're in a contract league and you got one year left on a guy, uh, do you, Say I want to keep this guy for the net for next year, or Ooh, does that boy. roll over? To, <laughs> like, I didn't even think about that one last week. Yeah. Oh boy, you are really just digging up some bad, nasty <laughs> thoughts about being a commissioner for a league like that. Oh, geez, it's just yeah. There's a Ooh. lot of little things that it's going to push some buttons that aren't meant to be pushed. Yeah, I mean, I, it would probably have to come down to something like you have the option of keeping your player for that last year or you can release him without any kind of penalty or anything like that because technically it's a year later. So do you want that older player that might have a one year left on him? Eh, Maybe, maybe not. And in the flag league's case, does that roll over? Do we all have to bump up the salary again for each one of these players? That I probably wouldn't do. I mean, as the head honcho in that one, I would be like, no, 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 no. We'll stay right where we are. We Mm -hmm. didn't actually have a year progression. So eh, that's kind of a judgment call, and I wouldn't be too much of a jerk about that one, I don't think. (laughs) Everybody except for my team has to go to the next level. Yeah, I'm in pretty (laughs) much a rebuild in that one. Um, Mm. I kind of went for the glory last year, and – a little bit short in the playoffs and then you fell a little bit short in the playoffs and I did we both ended up with just a little bit and that was kind of sad I still have my main core of offensive players for that team so 
I got like one more year left unless I do a rebuilding tool list kind of thing throughout the rest of the season, which I, I can do that. But it seems like my main core is a one year, one more year and we'll see what happens. Yep. <laughs> and that's another question of why I brought this up because a lot of my guys have one year contracts. Ah, what do I do? Oh, so it's self-preservation. You don't care about the <laughs> league. You care about your team. I understand now that is perfect. All right. Well, that is going to wrap it up for uh, Fantasy Fuel. Uh, We still have another show. Don't go anywhere if you're watching on Twitch. We still got some more stuff to talk about. And if uh, either one of us want to stick around, you can ask us questions about anything and everything afterwards. We will be uh, definitely open to that. Um, So, again, uh, thank you, Tom, for being here after a week off. That was great. Thanks to the network again last week. Also in the chat, hosting, all that good stuff. I see a couple other hosts. I appreciate it. Uh, We're getting close to that uh, affiliate time. Hopefully we can uh, get that soon. And then everybody can just pour in the money, and then we can upgrade our (laughs) studios. We can have a whole new build. Yeah, that's not going to be for a while. But, hey, we can dream, right? Uh, Oh, yeah, and uh, if anybody's into audio dramas, check out The Veiled West, The Veiled Monarch. Unfortunately, We Be Pirates has been postponed because of some of this stuff going on in the world today. That sucks. Um, If you want to buy a copy of The Veiled Monarch book, you can get that. There's a link down below in Twitch, and there'll be a link in our show notes. So that's awesome. Uh, if you're a book reader, uh, so far so good. I've read a few chapters, and obviously I kind of already know what's going on, but it's a great read, <laughs> and there's a lot more going on in the book than there was in the audio drama. So with that being said, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Stick around. We're going to be doing the Back Row Jet Show, part of the Back Row Network, in just a minute.